welcome to Plus One to Gaming. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. I'm Billy. And today we're... What did you just stick in your nose to sniff? It's a vapor rub inhaler. I'm trying to get my voice to not sound sick and nasally. Sorry. I forget you guys are watching me. It's totally fine. It just literally looked like you just did drugs. It is drugs. It's vapor rub. Vicks. You got to shove it up in your nose. And then sniff. And then it makes your brain hurt. I like that brain hurt. That's how you know it's working. Then you do it again. If it hurts, if it starts hurting your brain, okay. Well, and then it like, like that hurts. This is standard. Uh, well, I'm I guess ready. that's kind of appropriate. That self masochism, because we're talking about villains and villain motivation, and how you can sort of craft compelling villains for your players in game. So, Eric, this is based off a really great article you wrote. Uh, I was just kind of curious. You you have a lot of experience with storytelling and sort of studying cinema and film. And this particular topic, villain motivation, um, what was sort of your interest or excitement about writing about this topic? I mean, that was exactly it. That was exactly why we, we, you know, you put up a list of topics that you thought would be good to talk about. And this is something that I, like you said, have a decent amount of experience with, do think about kind of a lot and notice uh, in media. So it's something that I thought like, okay, this will be, um, easier for me to write about because it is something that I already have experience with, but I also think it's I also think it's really important, um, and it's something that can get overlooked pretty easily. Um, not only in writing campaigns, but you know, writing anything. I mean, you see it in like actual like big budget movies. I'm like, I don't understand why these people give a like, why do they care about this? What, like, what is their, what is, what is their motivation? What's he, what's he doing? Yeah. So let's get into that. Like, why do villain motivations matter? So they matter because it, I mean, it's depth and every, every story, again, regardless of what medium you're in, the more depth you can put in it, the more real it feels, the more you're going to be invested, the more it's going to draw your audience in or your players so adding these these layers just really will will bring a villain to life i mean it's the same it's crazy that it that it gets ignored and i understand like the the stuff that dms are working through um and how much stuff they have to do but it's crazy that this does get ignored because it is pretty key in character creation like, but I guess it gets ignored in a lot of character creation too. Um, like for for building a a like big bad evil guy that like the I mean it doesn't even have to be it could be a mini boss it could be a guy you meet on the street like they should be as thoroughly built out as you would build your character. Um, and I know like we've talked a bunch of times, like, why is my character adventuring? Like, why doesn't he just go be a baker or, you know, go be a sailor, whatever it is? Like, why Why did they choose this life? And they have to have a motivation. Otherwise, it's like, it's really kind of tough to just be like, hmm, because we're doing this and this is the character I want to play. Like, that's not good enough. So, I don't know. It's interesting that these do get get kind of lost, but any any chance you get to add levels and layers to your story 
you need to take it. And this, like your your main villain, or again, any villain along the way, is a driver of your story. To have that be flat, the rest of the story isn't going to hit as hard. Bill, what are your thoughts? Why why do villain motivations matter, especially since you're coming at it more from a, a DM and sort of world building perspective? Yeah, I think uh, Eric already nailed it. Um, I'll just kind of just uh, bounce off what he said about your villains need to be as in depth as, as your characters, and um, and motivation is the first thing that you need to think about for your character development. What do they want? What are their goals? Uh, and the way I think of like villains is it's not the your villain doesn't have to have like the a, a, the only one with like a grandiose goal. They all have competing motivations. Your main villain is just the one that has the power and the ability to progress those motivations the furthest. Mm -hmm. And so, like in essence, your villain is just the person whose motivations are the antithesis of your party. And so if you don't even know what your party's motivations are, it's hard to make a good villain or a good story. And so like that first level mini boss and that, and your overarching big bag, the BB uh, evil guy, BB, the B bag uh, that Eric talks about in this article, they, I mean, the only difference they could have is your ability to, to act on those motivations like one of them yeah. like think about like like you talk about thanos a lot like mm -hmm. thanos is his motivations aren't any more evil or any more of than minor characters but he just has the ability yeah. and the power to do things with that and so i think you like if you don't have your characters and your enemies not just or mm -hmm. just any npc um if you don't have their motivations and you're missing out a lot because like you could have characters, like, your party has different motivations and you could have an NPC that is the villain to one character and an ally to another because yeah. not all your characters motivations can align. So that's when you get into those stories like, Oh, I don't know this guy, what he's saying is making a lot of sense. Like, yeah. And then you have internal conflict and that's obviously probably not the big, bad evil guy. You don't want him to have to split the party, but like, um, you know, and that's happened to other Marvel movies when you've had, uh, you know, villains that have split up the party because of mm -hmm. uh, what's his name from Sarkozia? Zemo. Right. Zemo. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. Like that's kind of his whole point was like his yeah. motivations was kind of aligned with some and not mm -hmm. aligned with the others. And mm -hmm. they didn't realize that they weren't aligned until this came up like, hold a second. Yeah. They're not aligned on this. Like, and that, like, I mean, that was one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. And, it's interesting because like he won, he, he, he accomplished his goal. He's one of the few villains, especially like Marvel movies or blockbuster movies. Like you don't get a ton, a ton of depth in them because they're just like, they have to hit every demo around the world. So, but Zemo succeeded um, in an interesting plot. That wasn't just, I want to destroy New York because mm, I hate it. I hate, that I hate it City. there. And I'm mad at New York city. Real estate prices um, are too high. Yeah. That's yes. Um, so like, and this is also like, people love Zemo now, like, because we've got to see a little bit behind him. Why, like, what are his motivations? Empathy. Empathy. So exactly. So you can empathize, jumping around a lot. Um, 
you can empathize with a villain that you understand their motivations, whether or not you agree with their with their goal. Yeah. Um, so like Strahd, in the story of Strahd, like he was in love with a lady. I, I might butcher this. I don't really remember it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Hashtag spoilers. Um, hashtag spoilers if you're playing Strahd. Oh, yes. If you're playing a thing from the 80s. Because um, I don't think they changed it from in the new one. And to be honest, we played it for like two months and never even saw Strahd. So I don't even, I don't know what that game's about. But he has motivations. Like he was in love. He's trying to like get eternal life or, you know, like, so like you, you can like, okay, I've been in love. I understand this. Like it humanizes it. If he's just like an evil vampire because vampires are evil and you're like, oh, well, all right. But I guess we'll kill this guy and like have no emotional connection to the story. It just isn't like. I don't know. It just and you can. I mean, you can have those like the scorpion we just fought. He does have motivation, actually. His motivation, like you said, is hunt, he's hunting. He's just trying to eat. We just came into his house and murdered him. Yeah, classic so, like, e wandering even murder on, hobo. Even on that level, like the lowest level of a, of a, like a villain or a monster, it should have it should have a motivation, even if it is like a base survival motivation. Okay, so I, what what I want to uh, focus on then is if if we've established, I need to have a motivation. Why? Like, why is that motivation important? What does having that motivation, like as a DM or as a player, like what does that allow you to do with the villain? So it, it allows you. I mean, first of all, I think like it allows you to craft the story. You you can retroactively put it in if you like. Uh, you know, you don't have to build stories in A, B, C, D. You can you can add stuff in later and, and change it if it makes more sense. Like, oh, actually, this is better. Um, but for me as a player, knowing my character's motivation allows me to role play better. So I don't have to think like, what would he do in this situation if I know he's motivated by? And it can be several things. Like, almost everybody, the top motivation is like self-preservation. Like Zizel does not want to get eaten by a scorpion, so he's going to hide. And so I think this is interesting because I do think that people forget about this when we play villains also. Like a motivation doesn't necessarily, I talk about Thanos a lot in here because it's just such a such an easy and I think well like fleshed out villain. Um, but Thanos, like self-preservation also should be his like first and it's like first motivation, but he's so powerful. He doesn't, his arrogance, he doesn't think anybody can beat him. So he gets got. Whereas in like a lot of our stuff, like, and I'm, I'm guilty of this also, like we need to drive this conflict and I need this conflict to end. So my villain's going to stay in the fight longer than like a real person probably would. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe not as interesting. It's definitely not as interesting. if, if like, so in the, again, spoilers for the uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver, the dragon you fight is supposed to flee when he gets to 50%. Perfect. It's written in there. Like, nothing here is worth it. If y'all kill me, I can't remake my horde. Let me get out of here. What his, like, greater motivation is, I, I do think they write in there, but I don't remember. Um, but the basic motivation is I need to live. Um which isn't satisfying to the to the players, but you get to bring him back later. And, and, and like we really, yes, weave like him back satisfying. into your story. Mm -hmm. um, so that I don't know, that's interesting, but it's it's important because it helps you you 
so Bill earlier mentioned like goal mode uh, motives. Like, what are they trying to do? That's that's part of it. But the why behind the what, I think, is is much more important. Um, there's something that you wrote about that I wanted to kind of pull into this discussion, and it has to do with the theme. So you, you have sort of like the theme of your game or the theme of your world. Mm -hmm. um, we talk a little bit as in, in our world building episode, like the the bright noble and the grim dark, and like mm -hmm. these sort of like world themes. Can you comment a little bit on like you have this sort of idea or the truths that exist about your world? How do the villains and their motivations sort of tie into that? So it de it depends on what kind of story you want to tell, but and it's and it's I do it's it's extra hard in this medium to get like themes succinct yeah um and synced um <laughs> if you're writing a if you are the only writer theme is like the most important thing um it's interesting because like when we were in high school i i remember thinking like no that's it's just the story like all this other like english 202 stuff is bullshit like the themes don't matter there is no subtext and like as an adult, I'm like watching shows without it. I'm like, oh, this is flat. Like you watch, you watch a show and you're like, there's no subtext. There's no theme. Like things are just happening and I don't, and I don't care. It matters. Um, but again, it's much harder to do in a story where you're not the only storyteller. Mm -hmm. But as the GM, <clears throat> you should have enough things set up in your world building. If this is the type of story you want to tell to have like tropes and trends and things so like if we're in a grim dark world and it's a you know a future fascist like cyberpunk world maybe the the villain is in line with the ethos of that world if the world is inherently bad the villain should be lined with that if the world is inherently good the villain should be against that and trying to change it in some way so it depends on like what you're, and it's hard because if you get five players and they range, you know, in in their motivations and their uh, alignments, it, it's kind of hard to get a a party theme. But the the story in the world should have a theme. So if it's like overcoming tyranny or like saving the princess, like there there's all sorts of different, pretty basic stuff. Um, but if at all possible. It will hit extra hard if the villain's like motivation and theme is opposite to your party. Because it'll just make it, it'll make their conflict very natural. Whereas again, like sometimes you're just like, why are we like, I guess, like, we're, we're, I mean, like, I gotta go fight this vampire. I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> Vampires are evil and they need to be killed. Again, with Strahd, like we played, <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, like, I don't, I didn't ever have, like, a call to action in that game. It was fun. I liked the world. But I felt like we were just bumbling around into stuff. Like, I didn't, I never felt a need to be like, we got to kill this strong. Like, we got to yeah. go get this guy. And there's a number of factors there since we were playing, like, an adventure league module. Like, it, you know, I think yeah. if we were doing it, we would probably take liberties to direct the story. For sure. But, Bill, I'm curious, what are what are your thoughts sort of on building like a theme for the world that the game is taking place in and then sort of using that to help drive villain motivations. Yeah, so when you have the the theme 
to to the world should interact and should go along with your character motivations because your characters are in that world. You may be new yeah. to that world, but the characters aren't. Neither are the villains, neither are the NPCs. And so, like, when you're in that grimdark world and, you know, you could be trying to bust criminals or anything like that, but those criminals could have, could be doing bad things for semi-noble reason just because that is that is what is expected and or required like you know yeah. when you have when you have a dystopian autocratic ruler like it's hard to survive and get things done without breaking laws or doing all this other stuff and like in that world where death and all this stuff is around you then it's not that big of a deal um and apart from like you know if you know if this mini boss um or this boss or anything like that is doing something that could cost you know hundreds of lives that seems more appropriate in a grimdark world than like in a fantasy world where a hundred lives are very valuable but in like a grimdark world you know like the human life or other mm -hmm. life it's not as valuable because of the setting um and so i think having the having all the, that theme is what like when we talk about like the theme, that's having everything match. And I think that's yeah. what Eric is yeah. like talking about is that like, if you have a character that seems out of place in the world and it's not, the story isn't like um, a kid in King's Arthur's court or something like that, where like yeah. the whole point is a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's noticeable. And that like, it draws you out of the story in that like, this guy doesn't seem right for this. Mm -hmm. Like he yeah. doesn't seem like, like it's new to you, but he's, He's lived here forever. So if he's constantly surprised at the evilness of this world, but he grew up in this world, then something's wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can do a fish out of water character. We all yeah. have. And mm -hmm. they, they just tend to be like, oh, I'm from another land. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Here. Um, it's a, it's a, I mean, one of the last games we played, all three of us were fish out of water. Yeah. Like, it's a super common way to enter, like, just put a character in there. Like, oh, I'm, I'm on a sojourn from a, a druid circle. They, I need to come out and figure something i don't know like mm -hmm. it's really easy to make that and and this is where i think like we're getting a little off like villain motivation but in session zero if you talk about like what the world is you can you can more easily figure out where your character fits in it like when we did this one like i we i've done fish out of water i specifically wanted zizel to be like steeped in this world like he grew up in this city I've actually never done that. Like, they're all just people that come from other places. Um, and I think it's much more fun. Um, well, it's safer to go the other route when it it's is. like, you can, it's so easier to role play. Oh, this is new and I don't know versus, yeah. oh, yeah, I know all this. Because also, my... like, I don't know it. I have to ask yeah. Bill. What so would I'm... my character know here? Is, yeah. It's it's something that you should, you can always ask. Yeah. And... But it's, I, I don't know. It's I think it's way more interesting. And I like yeah. having him, like have friends in town and like have enemies in town and and know like at least his world because like we all live in cities like i i don't know what goes on in like the actual like rich people part of town like i don't know i don't go there um so there is going to be stuff that he doesn't know and things that they can discover um well then let's uh let, let's go back to this revisit thanos because mm -hmm. another thing that they do uh that you talk about is connecting the the main villain to the party 
Yes. And Thanos has, I think, you know, more than one connection to mm-hmm. the you know protagonists of that universe. So what are your thoughts on like like one, why is this important and how yeah. can we go about establishing these connections? So it's important. I'll bring up Strahd again. And again, it might be just the game we play. This might not be everybody's experience. Your mileage may vary. Um, in the world of Barovia, people would talk about Strahd. But I didn't care. Like, it didn't... We'd fight werewolves, nothing to do with Strahd. We'd, we'd like, stumbled upon a graveyard of, like, ancient dead druids, nothing to do with Strahd. Like, there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff happening in this world. And this dude's just in a castle over there, and, like, it didn't matter to us, to me. So in, like, I think, again, the Marvel movies, I think they did this just so well. Like, from the first Avengers, when Loki attacks New York with an army, it's Thanos' army. So there's, boom, a connection. And we get to see how powerful this person is. Um, and it makes it personal for several of the party members. Because well, to Tony fight. afterwards is, like, super shook by He's, what he yeah. sees. Because he went, yeah, he took the missile up into the portal and, and like, saw the, the actual scope of the big bad evil guy. Loki, who we thought was the big bad evil guy, is a minion. He's a lieutenant. So he he gets shook. And that they, again, I those first phases, I think they did so well. Um, a lot, this re-motivates him. Now my character motivation is different. I have to protect Earth from this, this thing that I can't protect Earth from. So he makes mistakes. Uh, he makes Ultron, um, which then leads to Thorkovia. Like, there's all there, you know, the, his mistakes have consequences, which is again interesting. Um, but that affected him. So now it's personal. You almost blew up my city. Um, he has personal connections to some people in the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's personal. Um, and then they did a great job of having, like, uh, Doctor Strange have the time stone. So they have, they have to have conflict. They have to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weaved different things into different stories all over the Marvel landscape that all led back to Thanos. It all leads to him. And it has to. It absolutely it has, has to. to. It has to because Thanos is coming. If Thanos is just off doing his own thing, living in a tower, it doesn't have to. Like, if Loki's like, hey, let me borrow a couple hundred thousand of these monster men, and he's like, all right, yeah, fine. Um, and he's not, like, actively hunting the stones. They don't have to have a conflict. But Thanos has a motivation. He's motivated, and he has a goal, and his motive, and he is motivated to do it. Um, so he is pursuing his goal, and that will conflict with the heroes. Um, and they do a good job of like a couple other times just like showing you how powerful he is, showing you how smart he is, how introspective he is, and like building him as a villain incrementally across the the movies. And then of course in like Infinity War doing like I, again, I think a great job of like giving the character depth and showing you why he's doing this, his background. And it like fully fleshes out this villain that really essentially could just be um i'm a conqueror i conquer things because that's yeah. the title i have so you know what do you got to do yeah i just i i think that a part that kind of runs uh along that is having the villain motivation is that we'll just assume avengers all those guys are already heroes at the beginning of the story they're already mm-hmm. level 10 
Um, and so you really didn't have to make a connection when they're level one or level four, you know, when you're like local heroes. And so yeah. having that, having that motivation, it, it you develop that object permanence where the villain is doing things, you just can't see it. Yeah. And so like, yeah. if he's just With sitting in the tower. Them. Yeah. If he's sitting in the tower waiting for the heroes, that's bullshit. He should yeah. be doing stuff. You may not, you may only connect some of the dots. Like they're, you know, they're foiling the local operation of this guy, but he's doing mm -hmm. stuff in the background. Like when you're level one, like you, that, that level one boss could just be like the underling of an underling of an underling. Exactly. Of the big, bad, evil you're guy. like a splinter at that point yeah. under his skin. Yeah. But it, it all connects, but like having that, like he should be doing stuff and like having those little mist, like putting, like, uh, dropping those little keys in that. Oh, you see this. And then you don't even mention it. And then like, yep. you know, like a, 10 sessions later, like, oh shit, we saw somebody doing that. Yeah. And this it like, and then you start to put all those pieces together. And like you can't do that if you don't know what that evil guy is doing in the background. And yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna break there, but that's a that is connecting it to like as a DM. Yes. And, and yeah. you don't need to like you don't need to don't be in a rush to unveil your big bad evil guy no. session one. You guys, you know? I guarantee you don't know who the big bad evil guy is for this session. It wasn't um, that scorpion. Damn. 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 It was Barry Boy, the Bear. Boiled yeah, again, again yeah. this dead scorpion. So um, you mentioned in your article, um, and I think this again ties really nicely to Thanos, is villains usually have flawed logic. Yes. I think that's so, really important and a great way to like drive them. And this this is it's a little like we're into like not 101, we're into like 103 level story writing. Um the, I think the reason that everybody really liked Thanos is that like you can see where he's coming from. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. But you, you like got you you want to do something good, but it it just didn't make it. You just didn't like follow the like, you know, the common thing is like, oh, he could have just doubled the resources. But his flawed logic wouldn't allow him to see that because he was hurt. Mm -hmm. Um so it it's it's an interesting way. I can't I'm trying to think of like other did I write any other <laughs> examples in here? Um there's a lot of like, like Mr. Freeze. Um, oh, I, was, I love Mr. Freeze. He's, he's maybe my like, I'm so on Mr. Freeze right now. I'm like loving him as a villain. Um, he wants to do something good. He wants to save his wife. Um, so he had to freeze her and then has to like do cold themed crimes to, to get her back. So it draws him into confrontation with Batman, but they aren't necessarily antagonist like there's a lot of cool stories where like batman's like let me help you but freeze is like you can't you're only going to get in my way like i have a motivation i have to save her and i can't deal with you right now so like there but his logic is flawed like he very easily could have accepted help and and solved his problem not do cold themed crimes not do cold themed crimes um but there's and then there's villains who are just like, I don't know, like the, the Joker has no flaw. Like he has no motive. I don't, the Joker to me is, I don't really, I'm not into as much anymore. Like, because I don't know his motivations. I don't know, like he's just chaos. And that's kind of fun, but it's like, I don't know. There's no like end goal. There's no. There's no end goal. Arc. There's no, yeah. There's no like tragedy because like with Thanos and with, Mr. Freeze, I want to call him Dr. Freeze to have respect because he's Dr. Victor Freeze, but um, like it's a tragic story. Like these people were hurt and they want to do the right thing, but since they were so badly scarred, 
they don't see the right logic. And I think that that's like, I don't know, that those are the villains that like, I love. I have one more villain from a movie that's not very good. Um, so I believe it was the first X-Men movie uh, where you had Magneto, where he's trying mm -hmm. to turn everybody into mutants. Yeah. yeah. Like that is his, like he is, like he does not like how mutants are mistreated. Yeah. Uh, and his, he's like, oh, we'll make everybody mutants. That'll, that'll fix everything. Not the way that like Charles Xavier and all these yeah. other people want to do things. Like that's his flawed logic. He's like, if everybody is a mutant, then you can't discriminate against mutants. Like, exactly. You can so, understand where it's coming from. The movie was, they, they bumbled it, but, that you could see the motivation was perfect. And of course, I, so I, mean, I, I, yes, I, call this back. is the perfect example. Yeah. Um, because the first paragraph I wrote is connect the big, bad, evil guys. Oh, no, hang on. Scroll up. Uh, the motivation comes from the background. So yeah. Magneto is a perfect example because his background was he was a Jewish prisoner in a concentration camp in during world war ii yeah, it's like you pretty rough background that, and that get the fuck off our channel like exactly so not only that not only like oh okay like i see like i see why you you know or in in his motivation he knows like there's always going to be a powerful group and they are always going to exert the powerful on the weak uh or on the minority so then he's another type of minority he's now a mutant and the humans are the majority and they are in story, it's trying to exert their power on it. So he knows this can't end peacefully. In his mind, I saw how this works. It can't end peacefully. So that's his background. And that's where the motivation comes from. Thanos, same. Thanos' whole world was destroyed because they overused their <coughs> they overused their resources. So he knows this can't end any other way because the one time I've experienced it, it, it ended this. So like, it's just a very easy through line to understand their logic and in that tragedy that they encountered their logic becomes flawed yeah i think that's just like really the compellingness comes from having real world things happen to them and mm -hmm. then they're just their personalities and motivations their values what drives them are shaped from that just like real people just like the heroes and protagonists yeah. of our stories uh, anytime that's done in cinema killmonger is another really good one that mm -hmm. i felt like was a strong um you know so if you're stuck trying to create motivations for your big bad evil guys just you have to you don't have to look much farther than your mo favorite movies or stories yeah. one, one I mean, of the things that i really enjoy with like really all of the people we've talked about because most of them have had foil stand-up not really um but magneto and charles xavier um killmonger and black panther like batman and every other one of his rogues like Batman had a traumatic experience as a child. Now he was mm -hmm. also a billionaire, so he was allowed to just had go to therapy and, and everything else. But Batman very easily could have become a villain from that from that exact experience. Yeah, um, if he didn't have his white privilege. Yes, I mean his <laughs> his one percent privilege. But yeah. even then, like Yikes. we don't really know. Like he could have become Lex Luthor. Yeah, like very easily. Um, so. And that's where a lot of our characters, our player characters, we a lot of us have tra tragic backstories. Um, my whole family was killed, so now I'm, I'm I like strive for justice. And it very easily could be my whole family was killed, so now I need to make sure that never happens to anybody else by instituting total fat. Like you can see where they make a left when you when you made a right, and and then a couple more times, and they end up in this 
flawed lo- like their flawed logic just leads them down. A it's a path. fun mental exercise when you're creating these villains. Like start from that backstory and yeah. then just like see where they could go. And when you have like uh, an inflection moment where they could have done something heroic or antagonistic or villainous, yeah, just make keep making those left turns and see where it yeah. takes them. Because it's it's like Zizel very easily could be like a street thief. Yeah, like street goblin. Yeah, he he that he grew up poor, like, but he chose to do a different thing from like the people he grew up with. Like he didn't get corrupted. Nice. All right. Well, um, Bill, do you have any last parting shots before we wrap? No, I think you nailed it. That's why when we say that start with the character backstory, mm-hmm. um, when you make your character and then the DM, you start with the world backstory and the villain backstory. Everybody has to start with your backstory because you build off of that. Yeah, uh, that's your foundation, no matter what you have of of everything. So I think that this just reinforces everything we've always said, mm-hmm. uh, just but from the opposite angle. Yeah. yeah, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to write this article and have this conversation. Head over to plus one to gaming dot com so you can take a read. And uh, otherwise, we will catch you next time. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and head over to plus1togaming.com for more live discussions, actual plays, character creation tips, and more. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.